Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Woot NY Show. I am Josh Y. Happy New Year, our first show of 2017, and as always, for 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and now 2017, I'm joined by Josh Woot. Welcome, buddy. Was I joining you in 2013? Did we? When did we start? Was it 2014? 20, I can't even remember. I'm adding years uh, to yeah, our tenure. 2008, 2009, 2010. I swear, that's how long it feels like that long. It's uh, It's been a while. And this season feels like it's dragged on. And 2016 felt like it went forever. It was a pretty morbid year. Uh, I, saw a, I saw a tweet on sort of New Year's Eve and it was like, here's to 2017 where just more regular people die instead of celebrities. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. And clever, and no, kind of morbid. No life is more valuable than another. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, celebrity life, far more important. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, what did you do for New Year's? Uh, it was a family thing. It was a girlfriend's family, and yeah, shindig. I played the craziest drinking game. It takes far too long to explain on a podcast, but uh, yeah, it was, it was something else. It involved cards, and it just involved you closing your eyes, and... Yeah, I think I was being tricked into drinking, but it doesn't matter. Was it a game about, like, a mafia? No, it was okay. kind of like that game, but, yeah. Because yeah. I played that on Boxing Day. Um, I, I find the best card games involve drinking, and then the best drinking games involve cards. Yeah. Is that Except a f- beer pong is, like, the game oh, for yeah, drinking. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, anyway, so it's been a, a, a bit of a... You know, we, we try to hold out hope for 2017, but it hasn't been a great start for us uh, on the show. We had our uh, soundboard break down, and we're, this is our first show with a new soundboard. So if we've got any sound issues, please let us know, because we're testing this bad boy out after uh, your dad, who's pretty much saved the show this you know this month heading into the playoffs. Uh, uh, it was very funny. It fix, was very funny. Fix the I soundboard. Just, like, off-the-cuff comment, just saying that it was on the fritz. And we needed a new one, and I'd explored every single thing, and then I just left it, and then Dad picks it up, hears a rattle, opens it up without our permission, I might add. So yeah. if he would have done anything else, and <laughs> it wasn't actually broken. <laughs> Trespass. I know, totally suing the guy. But he, uh, yeah, just the the little loose part had nothing to do with it. I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah, no, fixed it. What the freak of nature. <laughs> Um, Weird. Yeah, he. But uh, good. But good. <laughs> it was just like just crazy. I was overseas. I was in Vanuatu, and uh, you know, I, the soundboard normally lives at my place, so it was like finally we, we we put it over to your place, and and I managed to break it before I left. So um, happy New Year to you as a gift from me. Um, but, uh, uh, shout out to your dad for fixing it and uh, and helping us out. You know, we're not a big time operation yet, so. Uh, Fork out some more coin for new equipment would have been a, a rough start to the season, but uh, we'll uh, we'll march on. We're 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 a playoff team. We are better in the playoffs than the regular season. Yeah. How was Vanuatu, by the way? Anything happen? Uh, do you want positive or negative news? Um, the, the whole closet thing. Were you coming out of the closet? Uh, thing? Yeah. That was it's pretty. pretty oh, well, the reason I was in the closet was because the sewerage uh, leaked. I stayed on an island in Vanuatu, and under our uh, villa was the sewerage outlet for the whole island and it broke like six or seven times and I had to ring reception eight or nine times because they it just kept smelling. And anyway, so long story short, I complained so hey, much. were you calling even when there wasn't an issue? So you just said there was six or seven uh, times when there was an issue and then you called eight or nine Yeah, times. because they you didn't... You were one of those because they, No, because, <laughs> because they didn't get there quick enough to fix it. But anyway, they uh, because we'd already paid for everything, they couldn't refund any money, which that's a whole other issue. So they say Yay. they've got like a five-star restaurant on the island. So like you're here with five other people, and I, uh, six other people. Sorry, five other people, including myself. 
we'll, we'll give you dinner, like a, a two-course meal at this place and a bottle of wine, your choice of bottle of wine. So we get there, and I tell everyone to order the, like, whatever is the most expensive. So we racked up, like, a $600 dinner bill to just, even if the food was gross and I barely ate any of it, just as a sort of a middle finger to this place because uh, yeah. they didn't refund us. So I got my, you know, just desserts, uh, pun intended, uh, on the last night of the of the stay. All right, nice. Now, what about the bad news? Bad news is I uh, actually uh, got engaged uh, to my girlfriend, so... Uh, That's the bad news, people. Rest in peace to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, anyway, I kept under wraps, didn't tell a single soul, so now everyone else can congratulate you, I guess. Yep. I uh, actually got engaged before I went away, but uh, the girlfriend wanted to, to wait and enjoy the holiday without all the hustle and bustle and sort of drop the bomb show over social uh, before uh, before we left to come back. Uh, well, I've already tweeted it out because, um, like, my actual friends aren't really on Twitter. Um, like, uh, people we went to school with and, and grew up with. There's not that many of, of us on you Twitter. You heard it, guys. You heard it, guys. Yeah. I mean Everyone on Twitter, you're not my real friends. No, 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 you, are. you guys are. But anyway, um, this is... <laughs> on today's show, we're going to talk about coaching carousel. We're going to wrap up the season and what we missed over the last couple of weeks. It's been a while since we potted. And then we're going to record one on Saturday morning previewing Wildcard. Basically, it's just going to be me listing uh, 57 things that I'd rather do than watch the Oakland-Houston game. Um, <laughs> uh, this sounds like, pretty exciting. I've told Emma, like, she, she does not like NFL. I'm thinking, Emma, you're going to love NFL because if you give me a list of chores, I will do them while this game is on. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be previewing those games uh, tomorrow. And one last thing before we get to the news is just a reminder. We are one month away, Josh, from the Lunar Bowl. 31 days. It is. Uh, once midnight hits recording this podcast, we are a month away. It's the 6 in about 45 minutes. And we are one month away from uh, the Super Bowl and the Lunar Bowl. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, buy tickets. BigTopSydney.com. Chance a rapper played there two days ago. Um, as a precursor to the Lunar Bowl. He's the opening act. Yes, for it. absolutely. All right, let's get to some uh, NFL news. You know, our sound quality might be really bad, but that's probably our best start to a show in a while. Uh, so 2017 going strong. All right, let's talk some coaching carousel. Here's a recap fired Jeff Fisher, Rex Ryan, Gus Bradley, Mike McCoy, Chip Kelly, all fired. Gary Kubiak retired. Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator for the Jets, retired. Up in the air about whether he's safe is Bill O'Brien. Appears to be safe is Chuck Pagano, Marvin Lewis, and Sean Payton, although rumors pop up every offseason that he's going to get traded somewhere. The Rams are that topic, but the Rams have no picks, so that doesn't make sense. And safe at the moment is Bruce Arians, Mike Malarkey, Todd Bowles, and Hugh Jackson. Some of those are implied, but there's some speculation here and there. But, uh... What's your thoughts on uh, on the coaches that were fired and, and some that appear to be safe? Um, the fired coaches are fired. I do agree with that statement. Jeff Fisher, Rex Ryan, Gus Bradley, Michael oh, Boyd, oh, Kelly oh, are all oh, fired. Oh God, so no that way. is correct. Well done. Thank you. Our, that our is correct. At the moment is correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> Chip Kelly, yeah, you can see that coming. Mike McCoy. Do you feel sorry for Chip done. Kelly, though? Le- uh, like, the roster no. was terrible, and he's in the worst. Yeah, but he's... He's an offensive coordinator. He he said he's open to that, and he's open to being an offensive coordinator, and I think that is his only chance. Apparently, he turned down Oregon in the offseason, so like that's a whole other thing. Like, How big is he, uh, were his onions to just go, nah, I'm sticking around, and then he only got two wins. So, pat yourself on the back, Chip. But anyway, I think him being an offensive coordinator somewhere is the way for him to go if he's going to have success. I don't think he can manage an entire team. Mm. And NFL defense isn't something like a college defense whatsoever. No. Texas I th- A&M. I think, That's where we'll go. Yeah. He, 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 when he was at Philly and he, you know, started, you know, with, with these um, innovative play calling and speeding up the game and things like that, then this season, there was none of that. He started trying to just become an NFL coach. And it was, it was like he went from vanilla offense of his style to vanilla offense, the NFL style. It was just pathetic. Yeah. It was just horrible. So, yeah. Jeff Fisher, we've passed that. Rex yep. Ryan saw that coming. Gus Bradley, the most deserved, I think. Yep. Uh, probably Jeff Fisher was more deserved, actually. Sorry. Take take that back, <laughs> Gus. Gus, you had a rough time, but you're not as bad as Jeff. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Mike McCoy, I feel the most hot. I feel the worst for. I feel that like, I mean, just like Philip Rivers, just like you feel bad for the whole San Diego San Diego organization with every aspect of their whole franchise, everything that's going on just feels like they're getting the rough end of the stick. But mm. oh, well, I feel goes like, on. I feel like Mike McCoy. Probably should have got fired last season, and he cost himself some games with some really bad play calling. But I feel like he and Gus Bradley will be very good coordinators in the NFL, and there's rumors that Gus Bradley will follow Anthony Lynn wherever he ends up as a head coach. He's the interim at the moment in Buffalo, and I think Mike McCoy would be a pretty good offensive coordinator wherever he lands. Um, so I, I agree with that. Uh, it's just whether you know the Buffalo will get to the, the situations in Buffalo and San Francisco. In a minute, I feel like, uh, you know, Gary Kubiak retiring, good on him for focusing on his health. He's had a number of issues, and he mentioned that he was just looking forward to being a coordinator for many years until John Elway made that call and said, we want you to be head coach, and he thought, oh, God. But he said he was so glad he said yes because it paid off, and he and he got Denver over the hump and, and helped Peyton Manning go out into the sunset. So uh, I wish Gary Kubiak all the best, um, and I'm amazed that his hair, you know, his hair still stayed strong through some cold Denver winters and plenty of stress and, and health issues. Yeah, no. Um, was it four or five or six coaches that were hospitalized this year? I think it was five, um, which is scary. There was a bloody ton. That, that was a lot. Stressful. stressful. I, and I, and I knock on a lot of coaches, but like it's a lot of hard work and hours. My, my issue mostly with coaches is just, cliches but I guess when you're fatigued and you media you just want to get things wrapped up as quickly as possible um, my appear to be safe column I put Chuck Pagano in there god I hope Jim Ursay will hurry up and just make a decision uh, they don't even appear to be safe they're safe it's just ridiculous. Uh, we had the twenty. I think Bruce Arians is in the appears to be safe category. Nah, I think he's fine. Ownership, love him. Um, his health is the issue. If if anything, he will do a Gary Kubiak and just retire rather than get fired. I think. But uh, I I could handle one more season of Chuck Pagano and Grigson if it means we get Jim Harbaugh this time next year. I can handle that. Thoughts? Wow. Thoughts? I mean, am you I can, delusional? You can try. You can try. There's, al- can, there's also whatever. been um, some John Gruden rumors around Coltstown. Um, apparently, Andrew Luck's the only young quarterback that John Gruden wants to coach. And there's also been rumors that Peyton Manning came in and was actually offered a sort of GM-style role from Jim Ursay, but he thought the report today was that he said he's just not quite ready and uh, turned it down. So... Maybe in a year from now things might change up the top, but it's just it's just real. I'm just numb to it all now. I'm just I'm so prepared that Jim Mercer is going to make the wrong decision that I just don't really care anymore. I'm, I'm, the most frustrating part is the wasting of Andrew Locke. I think he'll get another extension very shortly. Yes, that's, that's where I see this <laughs> you'll, going. You'll walk into uh, walk into a I meeting. Know, I don't know about Gruden. Like Philly was rumored with him like during the entire Chip Kelly era, and it was just like. Yay, but then nay. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, just, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. All right, so the open head coaching jobs right now, we've got Buffalo, Denver, Jacksonville, LA, San Diego, and San Francisco. Of those positions, what coaching job is the most desirable and what coaching job is the least desirable in your opinion? Uh, most desirable is the Broncos, the least desirable is the 49ers. Yeah, I think... Not the Rams, not the Rams, not the Browns, 49ers. Well, well the Browns have got a job, so that's okay. But No, I mean, I, I would it. rather go to the 49ers. Oh. I mean, yeah, I the... would rather go to the Browns than the 49ers. Yeah, I, I, and I would throw, I'd, I'd throw the Browns in ahead of Buffalo and San Francisco. Did you see those... Those, those uh, press conferences from both their general, man- uh, their owner was Jed York was just going, uh, was just going crazy uh, yep. about you cannot sack an, an owner and like was just being really arrogant. And then uh, Doug Whaley went on a press conference where he got absolutely hammered by Buffalo I media. I love all the reporters right now. They're, <laughs> they're killing it. This is the time where the reporters really do their job, and I love it. Like the coaching area, and then free agency and off season. Um, I love. I just Twitter lists are huge because you can just you just know who's good at their job and who isn't. But they just heckled Doug Whaley and were like, "What do you actually do here? If you weren't responsible for the firing of Rex Ryan and went above and beyond you, and then you weren't responsible for putting 
Anthony Lynn as the interim head coach. Rex Ryan actually made that decision on his way out. Like, what is what is actually your role? So when you yeah, think- essentially, essentially they went. Yeah, I, like I know your job title, but like I really am trying to find out what you do. Yeah, and <laughs> it was it was great. Exactly. So those two. Uh, situations are, are completely under, undesirable right now, uh, and especially when you look at the rosters and whatnot. I think Denver is probably the most appealing given their defense and what they've got, but I think San Diego is an interesting location if you like actually just look at the roster, despite that you've also got that turmoil of what, where the actual team's going to be playing, and ownership, the Spanos family, is a nightmare as well. So that's always difficult, but when you look at they've got a, they've got a franchise quarterback and they've got a, a good young crop of defensive players in in Joey Bosa yeah. and Tavis Brown and play in front of like ten thousand people. There's like no <laughs> pressure of like a screaming fan. Exactly, they so hung they on to just... Mike McCoy for like twenty seven years. <laughs> they can just you know it's it's going to be like a library kind of atmosphere. Yep. They can just focus on their jobs. <laughs> All right, so of. Of those jobs, we've got some candidates here. I won't list them all, but the, the hot names right now, Kyle Shanahan, obviously, Josh McDaniels, Harold Goodwin, Anthony Lynn, Vance Joseph, Matt Patricia, and then you've got your Terrell Austins, your Mike Smiths, your Tom Coughlins, and your Doug Marones and things like that. And I'll say this about Doug Marone. We gave him a lot of crap for just leaving the Bills, but given what we've seen the last few days about their organization, I kind of don't blame him for just leaving. Like, I'd rather be an O-line coach in Jacksonville than deal with this ownership and this uh, general manager and what's going on up there. But of all those, like, who who is, like, the coach that you would want for your team? I know it, di- it differs depending on what team you've got and what environment, but, you know, what's your thoughts on these candidates and what do you think is probably the best fit from, you know, these available jobs and, and those candidates? Um, I was always... I always thought that Kyle Shanahan deserved another chance. I just, I don't know, like, you've seen what he's done in the places he's been in. I mean, I know sometimes it's predictable, but, I mean, look what he's done at the Falcons. I think once he leaves that the Falcons are going to go back to third. So, I don't know. I know Alex, I mean, I know Alex Mack has improved the Mm. Falcons as well, but, I don't know, so much of it would have to do with Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. We're not not experts on the game. Yeah, we are. But... (laughs) Carl Shanahan is definitely, oh, hot, 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 hot. definitely up there for me. I feel like just just looking what he did with RG three back then before RG three busted his knee and then just you know turned to yep. doo doo. But yeah, I think he deserves a chance. Josh McDaniels has enough play calling, you know, prolific play calling. If he leaves uh, the defensive side of it to someone else, I think he can be successful. Um, I think Matt Patricia is going to be weird. I like if he actually does get a job somewhere, I can't imagine him as a head coach. He, just, he doesn't have the look of a head coach. It's strange. It, it, I'm not doubting him or his ability. I'm just yep. like, I can't imagine it. You know that guy with the backward cap, with the pencil behind his ear, just that dude who looks like you know mm. he's just prestiged in Call of Duty. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. There's there's a there's a few other names, but I mean, like Jim Harbaugh and John Gruden, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Those are kind of just names that are like, hey, do you want to come back to the NFL? That kind of thing. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think you mentioned Kyle Shanahan. I think going to Denver would be a great fit, given what like type of scheme he runs, similar to Gary Kubiak, and he comes from that same type of tree, and what he's done with the O line in in the Falcons. You know, like obviously he's ability to work with the quarterbacks is phenomenal but what he did in in Cleveland who since he's left there their 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 blocking is nowhere near as good and since he's been in Atlanta the blocking's improved dramatically so I think he could do a good job with their patchwork O-line I think that's a really good fit I I'm intrigued at like Terrell Austin with the Chargers with you got Joey Bosa and that team like Terrell Austin's done a hell of a job with like no names in Detroit. Like he, like I know they've got some big names in Slay and Ziggy Answer and DeAndre Levy, but Levy and Answer have been out for like majority of the year and have missed time. But he still made that that Lions defense frisky the last sort of eight weeks and done a hell of a job. I think imagine what he could do with Bosa and Brown and Casey Haywood and and all the players that they have there. That are, it's an underrated defense. I think that would be a a really good fit. I hope that actually comes to fruition. And a guy I want to keep an eye on, given like what Jim. Uh, John Harbaugh's done successfully as a special teams coach is Dave Tube, the Chiefs special teams coach. He's he's been good, and the, the Chiefs special teams is a really really good unit, and they they've been a stellar unit all year. So, given that he doesn't have as much responsibility with special teams, he can focus on the overall arcing head job thing that sort of John Harbaugh does. I think he could be a good fit, and you know that 
teams respect him when you've got the Broncos and Chargers interviewing him because they know what he can do. They play him twice a year. I always find that interesting. Yeah, so you, wait, are you saying going from special teams coach to head, head coach. coach? Yeah. That's a, that's an insane jump. But John Harbour did it, and it works. And like, it, yeah, it just, but it was... I mean, come on. Yeah, but we're, I just... comparing. Yeah, but you got the Broncos and Chargers who are interviewing him, so they know... They face him twice a year. They know what he can do. I just think he's a sneaky candidate to just keep an eye on, obviously. But I really think Terrell Austin to the Chargers would be a, a hell of a fit. I don't know what the Jags are doing in, in bringing Mike Smith in, um, but we'll wait and see <laughs> yeah. how that pans out. You know what, out. though? I... This whole this whole thing, like I mean, last season we thought we had it all down pat, and then they go out and get these random, like yep. random, random coaches. Like, oh yeah, we've just promoted our defensive line coach, like the forty nine, oh, the linebackers coach, like the forty niners did. And yep. Just thought, all right, cool, well, whatever. That's... No idea. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you get names like Sean McVay and Steve Wilkes are in the uh, head coaching uh, interview list carousel at this moment. Anyway, they sound like people. They sound like um, you know the characters of Clued, Cluedo. Like, <laughs> yes. You got murdered by Wilkes. In the Wilkes with the yeah with the uh, candlestick in the uh, pool room. Um, That's anyway. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, the last little bit before we move on uh, is this 49ers general manager search. Um, obviously, you, you're going to have to work under Jed York, who seems like an incredibly likable fellow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but they, they're interviewing Nick Casario from the Patriots, and a lot of 49ers fans that I that I speak with, they want that McDaniels-Casario combo coming across because they work with each other. They've also interviewing Elliot Wolf from the Packers from that uh, that Packers general manager tree that do a hell of a job there and the Ron Wolf tree that's branched down and some interesting names Lewis Riddick from ESPN is getting an interview and then Jimmy Ray the third from the Colts he's the guy that traded down with the Chargers and landed uh, Tomlinson Antonio Gates in the same draft he's a really good interesting general manager so him getting an interview with the 49ers might prompt uh, Jim Irsay to say hey I don't want to lose Jimmy Ray maybe I need to promote him I don't know what that'll do but if they can land a decent general manager and Jed York gives them some space, like there's a little bit of hope for the 49ers, but at the moment it just looks so grim because their ownership's just carrying on. It just does not look desirable at all. Oh, mate, no, no. Just, I I feel for all these, these candidates, general, generally they'd be like, yes, like this is my time, this is my time. And then it's like, but it's the 49ers. If you're McDaniels, though. no one. If you're McDaniels, would you rather just be an offensive coordinator for Brady for the next five years or a head coach at the 49ers? Um, well, how many rings do you want? Exactly. Because... <laughs> yeah. 49ers, you ain't getting one. No, exactly. You ain't getting one. So, I don't know. All right. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of uh, being at the, you know, the cell, the cell dwellers, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers are confirmed as the second pick in the draft. The draft order's been set for, for the 22... 22- Top 20 teams, and some interesting parts is, for us, mate, we're involved in a coin flip. Um, the Colts are currently pegged in as 14th, and the Vikings 15th, but the 15th pick's actually the Eagles' pick, and because of all the tiebreakers, there's going to be a coin flip for the 14th pick in the draft. Heads, cool. heads, heads or tails, buddy. We're doing it right now. The, the NFL's contacted us, and we're doing it right now. Heads or tails. Heads. Oh, the luck has fallen in your favour. Did you actually just flip one? Yes, I did. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. I was prepared. I was prepared. So you won. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I'm not going to lie. It's 2017. It's about truth and honesty and love and and Donald Trump. Uh, Offensive lineman. Yeah, another one, please. Just all of them. Or a wide receiver. (laughs) An undersized wide receiver three, please. It's our. It's the. It's the year for it. Worked out all right, didn't it, from Minnesota? Thanks, Bradford. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thanks, Sammy. Top 15 guaranteed pick for, for Sam Bradford's all right. But then you look at the teams like the Titans are picking fifth from the Rams for Jared Goff. Like, that's just an absolute gift. And then they're, they're down there at 18. So they've got picks 5 and 18. Cleveland at 1 and uh, 12 from the pick uh, that you gave them. So they've got two picks in the top 12. So... There'll be plenty said about that draft order coming up. I just wanted to mention it so we could do a coin flip uh, during the uh, during the show. All right. Yep. <laughs> Moving on, some retirements this week. Steve Smith retired. Uh, Robert Mathis retired. Evan Mathis retired in the most Evan Mathis way. He tweeted, how do I um, announce my retirement? 
Great. Possibly Vince Wilfork thinking about it. That's some that's some big names right there. Uh, Vince Wilfork, Evan Mathis, Steve Smith, and Robert Mathis. Of the four, any uh, any Hall of Famers? Um, no. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, Steve Smith, I think, yeah. Robert that Mathis, yeah. Evan Mathis, could have. if he started a little bit earlier, but he started like yeah. flat out ball I don't when he think... got to 30. I don't think he's. I just don't think he'll he'll get there, Evan Mathis. Um, no, but you know what? What a different, what a different career. The end of career he would have had if he would have stayed in Philly. It yeah. was kind of just a bit of bad blood because they didn't um, they didn't pay him what he wanted. Mm. Then he left, got paid less, then got paid less again, and I, I like, oh man, I don't know, just. It's interesting. Too, too big, too big an ego. But anyway. I guess, I guess if if he probably realised that, you know. Like, I'm not going to achieve too much here. I may as well just get as much money as I can. I'm an offensive guard. Why not? I'll just cash in and then hang up the boots. But I I really am going to miss Steve Smith's, like, flair. But I I have a feeling we're going to see so much of him in the media because he's just got so much charisma and he's he's great in front of a camera. And he actually actually is quite intelligent, uh, you know, when he speaks about it and actually analyzes football. He's... He's good at it, so I feel like he'll be a guy like, uh, you know, you see Randy Moss on ESPN and things like that. Steve Smith could fit right in on that uh, Sunday morning crew uh, for, uh, or uh, what is it, Monday night for us, uh, counting down to NFL Red Zone. Yeah, I I, I can just imagine him having some kind of um, beef with someone that comes on the panel. Someone that you know. What if what if they have Josh Norman on the panel and Steve Smith there, and he just goes, "You played trash," and then it all it all starts something like that. <laughs> I, I wonder if he does dream. turn it off. I wonder if he'll turn it down. Imagine him getting into brawls and analyst. Analyst, it'd be amazing. That'd be alright. That'd be alright. I'm with that. Probably Irwin on the NFL Network. That would be that would be great. Um, I am going to miss that. And Robert Mathis, I feel, has just been perennially underrated because he's been opposite Dwight Freeney, and no one sort of. Mentioned Robert Mathis. I always, always loved Robert Mathis. So it's, uh, it's good to see him go out with a win, even if it was a meaningless uh, Week 17 game where Chuck Pagano thought it'd be smart to let Andrew Luck drop back 40 times and throw the ball. Um, all right. Yep. Yep. Moving on. It's time for our uh, season review uh, for uh, for the season, the regular season. Obviously, the playoffs. We're getting there, uh, and we'll be previewing that uh, this week. But uh, what's been some highlight season, highlight moments of the season for yourself? Um, highlight, highlights. Um, I don't know. To be honest, there was plenty of just random, random funny things that have just happened through the year. Yeah. Besides all the, besides all the freak things. I mean, like I even ridiculously, ridiculously enjoyed the Browns winning on a, like, record missed field goal again. There's, there's <laughs> been more missed field goals this year than any other year, yes. right? Yes. Like, I haven't and enjoyed then, that. of course, the Browns win by a missed field goal in the most Browns way. Like, that was just terrific. I watched that again, like, twice today, and I just thought, <laughs> wow. Like, you can imagine, like, the Browns winning that way, like, kicking the field goal with just no seconds left and everyone losing it or missing it. And it was just... Mm. It was such a more Browns way to have the other team miss it and then everyone celebrate. Anyway, but that was great. The, uh, the, I don't know, how do, how do, how do we word that just, word? Just, just go out straight out. Podcast. Just straight out say it. It's 2017. Uh, let's just uh, not give it anymore. <laughs> um, uh, a big rubber veiny. Male organ replica was thrown on the field. I think that's worse than just say dildo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was, that was crazy. That was hilarious. Uh, Buffalo fans that, are the worst that, and the best at the same time. Wait, Josh, that I didn't see coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, very anyway, good. <laughs> that was also very intriguing. Then there was all you know. There was all kinds of stuff. I don't know. There was. More dancing this year than I've ever seen before by the players. Antonio Brown yeah. twerking was great. Michael Bennett twerking is great. That was good. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, what are your favorite moments? Well, I feel like talk, talk I feel like this is a bittersweet moment. I feel like one of my favorite moments is that Jeff Fisher sort of opened up opens hard knocks by saying, "I'm not going seven to nine this year. This isn't some seven to nine 
and then he actually gets fired for going four and nine. And then there's just so many moments this year, like like him looking for his challenge flag. I like, I feel like I'm going to miss him, and I feel like I didn't appreciate how bad he he was, or like <laughs> I don't know. I feel I know. Like we, I, when, I'm going to miss him. I, like we we're a- angry that the Rams hang on to him, but we didn't really get to appreciate <laughs> fully. <laughs> How just how bad he was. Um, yeah, obviously the dildo thing was hilarious. I enjoyed like moments where Jim Caldwell was actually getting fired up this season and s- saw him smile um, and actually emote emotions. Um, that was great. And then I also loved after Trevor Simeon had a really baller game. Um, uh, John Elway just tweeting, quote tweeting from like four years ago after he drafted Simeon, the guy that complained about the, the Simeon pick. Um, I thought that yeah. was that was a baller move. Um, yeah, there's just been some. That was some pretty good. good. But you know what? Also, Fisher also gave us Case Keenum like for a while, and we got to enjoy Case Keenum and his you know interception where he literally threw it <laughs> to the guy who was by himself in the middle of freaking nowhere. That was crazy. That was fun. When you watch that back, you, when you watch that back, you just think like. Even if we were just playing at the park, none of us, none of us, even our mates, even in the worst, our worst playing friends would just, just, you know. Yep. No. Case uh, Keenum, what the freaking hell. <laughs> he also gave us the Landon Collins uh, London interception, which was great. Uh, that was off Case Keenum as well. So that was, that was pretty Beautiful. funny. Like, actually on the field, I really enjoyed, like, Dallas offensive line just absolutely just being dominant. I enjoyed Blake Bortles throwing an interception by rebounding it off someone's foot. Um, that was fantastic. Um, and him just generally throwing a lot of picks. I actually enjoyed Exotic Smash Mouth. It sounded like a, some sort of bad porno movie, but it actually worked. Um, that was that was pretty cool. On the field as well, Mike Evans was a baller this year. I, I really enjoyed watching watching him play and some, some good young quarterbacks like Derek Carr and, and Mariota and Winston and, and all those type of young guys coming through because... We're not going to have you know Brady and and Roethlisberger forever, so it's really good to see a new crop of actually pretty good quarterbacks coming through. Yeah, which leads me to my least favorite moments. Yes, number one. Thanks, Sing for the day for throwing this out there. The Lane Johnson suspension, probably yes. the worst thing to happen. <laughs> Thanks for the troll. Yes, DH. Anyway. Oh, he uh, he sent his uh, package um, of like Alaskan food and beer, so we're still waiting on that to uh, to come um, all the way from Alaska. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting path yeah. for it's, all the for all the crap he gives me. He's literally giving me other crap. It from is. Alaska, he's so he's literally very, giving very you excited. crap that you can eat and drink. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So that I mean, okay, not to get sidetracked, but look how much better better Wentz played with, oh. with just an offensive line, just like just some resemblance of an offensive line. Huge, like, huge. Yeah, so that's what Dak must feel like. <laughs> I mean, it must feel pretty, pretty freaking good. Yeah, it's it is pretty good. Um, Tygate was a least favorite thing. Um, that was just no. My, my my least favorite thing for like, I think it was like week three and four or four and five was that whole. Maybe it was earlier. That whole Odell Beckham kicking net. Yeah, I was about crap. to ask whether that was a highlight or a low light. That was hella low. That was just, I was in a cave. That was really shocking. That was, <laughs> I'm really going well, not swearing yeah. tonight. Uh, you are, you're doing very, so very, 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 Maybe we should just, maybe we should save this as the discussion. We'll put on a poll. Whether we just, like, do we just call it quits and we just go all in on swearing and just, why not? Because. Yeah, instead of rubber molded veiny male organs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I forgot a definite highlight was Larry Tutsil's bong. Definite highlight. Um, that was nice. that's been great. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I like that. I was like first to see that out of our mates. I I remember on the way to your house. By the way, for the draft, me buying Josh a coffee just out of the kindness of my heart, and Thanks. then just waiting waiting for my coffee. And then I'm like, is this yeah. legit? Is Tunsil legit right now smoking a bog? What at a server anyway. station while you're getting coffee it, when the draft's on? Hey, Unbelievable! I was not at a server. I was not. A... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway. It was. It, well, I'll give you credit. It was Please, Jamaica. I, it was Jamaica for... Blue. You did well. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was like some other hipster barista cafe. Oh, and... you went to Spot P, one of the one of the great cafes in Market Fair in in uh, out west here. Um, great there you stuff. Go. Um, uh, some more least favorite things for me was the amount of times Chuck Pagano said chopping wood or nose to the grindstone at every press conference. 
um, a good follower of mine, a good uh, Twitter friend, um, Phoebe. She actually wrote a uh, a two-page novel just using uh, Pagano cliches. It's it's fantastic. So that was a highlight off a low light. Jeez, man. Yeah, we have some fun with Pagano. Like, I, I give him. Sh- oh. But I'm gonna. <laughs> we're gonna oh, I nearly went. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna miss you know, making fun of those press conferences as much as they make me rip my hair out. Yeah, I'm glad the whole Kaepernick thing's over. The whole. It, not for the actual thing of Kaepernick. It was just the hot takes of people's opinions on it that drove me mental. It, it, to be honest, it was just everything involving him. It was like nothing against him as the person. It was just. It was always. What did Kaepernick do? He was the focal point, even if someone had a massive game or, you know, he was always taking the spotlight for just other reasons besides football, which was frustrating to me. You don't, like, I wanted to know how the 49ers were playing at the start of the season, but all you heard was, hey, number one, Kaepernick's afro is out of control. I don't know. If he gets gets the call up, how is he going to get a helmet? It's going to be one of those inflatable (laughs) mascot ones. I've got one of those. And then... (laughs) <laughs> I know you do, that's yes. why I mentioned it. Anyway, or the whole national anthem thing, and that, that I, we're not going to get into, but yeah. far out. Like, that yeah. was just every week. But doesn't that tell you about how, how good they were on the field, that that's what they wanted to talk about? Because they were just awful. That, that, that's all that was said. By the way, we're going to get to our yeah. burger bets in a minute, and I had a Blaine Gabbert one <laughs> that's just terrible. Just absolutely. <laughs> I bought in on our Gabbert hype last year, and... Um, I rolled it into this season, and I should have, you know, and I was, this happened when I was in Vanuatu at the casino on the island. I just didn't know when to quit when I was ahead, you know. should have just stayed at You've high. I like should have quit when I was at the top of Gabbert Mountain, and I, and I didn't do hey, that. You have always been like that, let's yeah, I know. be honest. Let's, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very bad. Um, speaking of very bad, or maybe very good, Cam Newton's outfits mm. press conference. Yay or nay, fan? Uh, hell or no. I love his footwear, though. I do appreciate his shoes. Alright, you yeah. can you can like his shoes because they are kind of cool, but no, just his yeah. outfits are like, no, you just, you wear a suit if you lose. If you're winning and you're like, yeah, I mean, don't change your personality just if you're winning or losing, but yep. I don't know, maybe, I just feel like you should be dressing flashy like that if you're winning, and then I mean, I'm sure if the Panthers were, whatever, 14-0 and 0 when he didn't wear a tie, he wouldn't have set out the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Conspiracy. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's uh, let's move on, kind of like what San Diego did with their security guard uh, two weeks oh. ago. Hey, oh, and um, let's talk about the game of the season. What was your? Uh, oh, actually, one last thing that I remembered. Did Pac-Man whole... Jones poke you in the eye? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> no, the I like Kirk Cousins yelling at his. Yelling at his uh, general manager and then yeah, throwing an interception that, in his last game. That was very cool. <laughs> I saw very an good. interesting stat about him during the week that was like he is like two and fifteen against teams that have won eight or more games. I mean, he's quality. What else is there to say? Yeah, he's going to get paid, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. How, it was like his worst season, and then they've just gone like, "Yep, he's the one." He had like a so, six-game so. streak where he was really good, but then he just—I don't know—the last month when they needed to keep winning, he just—they just didn't do it. It was like you beat the—you oh. lost to the Giants when they were pl- literally playing for nothing, and like oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's insane. It's I got just, no idea. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, and then Tyrod Taylor because the, to the. Like, if you're Tyra Taylor, do you want to play in Buffalo with that? But then, do Buffalo want to pay him that amount of money? That's a whole separate topic for for later on. That's going to be an interesting uh, off-season narrative. But uh, anyway, uh, what was your favorite game of the season, uh, eliminating sort of uh, Philly bias? I know you'd probably say the route of Pittsburgh, but uh, what what was your pa- what was your favorite game of the season? Uh, damn it! <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Oh. I would have went straight there. Right? Yeah, I, I know like, you. This is when this is when Wentz was on. I know you too well. Everything was look. Everything was looking good. Spe- um, speaking of Wentz, side. I know I'm the one that's getting distracted. But what about Philly uh, making a stand against guns and sacking Josh Half, and then Carson Wentz literally buys his offensive line shotgun. All right, let's let's just um. His is for hunting deer. Yes. And okay. Elk and other. Of those large animal varieties, yeah, and Huff just sees large people and just 
Okay. It's the only way to bring him I down. I mean, it's That's... it's it's nearly as bad as. No, uh, of course it is. It, it is super bizarre. It like, is bizarre. It is super super but bizarre. It's, it's... And then I hate I hate the whole hunting thing. Yeah, I me too. Me too. But at the same time, I'm just like, I I don't have a, I can't do anything, say anything. No. No, my opinion means nothing. So yeah, well, yeah, it's not like he that it's they're shooting people with it or that whether they'll actually use it or not. But I mean, Phil, uh, New England have got a guy playing for for them right now and laying out blocks and making crucial plays and and he's about to make crucial plays in the playoffs that got pulled over by the police and couldn't find his own hands drunk. And that's yeah. I find that even worse. I mean, he he blocked someone the other day brutally and probably didn't feel one ounce of it because he's still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't be laughing because it is absolutely <laughs> horrible. But I know but it's insane. Uh, all right, uh, favorite game of the season for me. It's hard to go past that Pittsburgh Dallas thriller, but I do love like a bad ugly game, and I know you're the same. So that six all draw with all those missed field goals and. Just blown, just opportunities from Seattle and Arizona, and then Seattle and Arizona's second game was quietly low key, a pretty good game as well. But that's up there for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I don't know. There were so many games where the underdog won this season, and I was just so not ready for it. And I mean, I think I got too drawn into our bets that I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. And I like, I think. I think if I would have watched the season back and wasn't so involved in us trying to beat each other, I feel that I would have enjoyed half the games more. I think that, you know, there was the whole, there was, you know, I don't know. I think I, I enjoyed the roller coaster of not knowing what the hell was going on with the Titans. I enjoyed plenty of, I, I mean, every single game where I thought Osweiler might have a good game, he had a bad one. And then some, but then when we absolutely nailed it, it was like, this is going to be a, a crap Osweiler game. I thoroughly enjoyed those games. It mm. just it was it was very nice. Yeah, and but, the, yeah. the Chargers were involved in a lot of fun roller coaster games to start the season as well, and they were always in. They were always some really fun games to watch as well. But um, you mentioned trying to beat each other. Let's let's go through our picks. Um, so <laughs> let's yeah let's let's, um, let's look at those uh, for the scoreboard for the final for the year for the regular season. You had 125 wins, 117 losses, and 14 draws. I had 128 wins, 114 losses, and 14 ties. But you cleaned up in the burger bets, which we'll get to later. So, look, I won the picking title, but the burger bets, I owe you like four Big Macs. So I don't know who the real winner is. Hey, you, you owe me so <laughs> Capitalism McDonald's. is the real winner. <laughs> it's insane. Hey, you know what else? Yep. Those people that thought they could our burger bets. We cleaned they... up. There up. are a couple. There are a couple that I was just thinking. Yeah, mate, very, did. very close. Yeah, very close. Some of them were good. But some of them are just flat out ballsy and good. Yeah. The other ones, I love that we clean up on all those ridiculous preseason hype ones that were just like, you know. Yep. Of course we're gonna. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Let's while let's we're on go. the topic, let's let's just go into it anyway. So and then we can finish with our awards to wrap up the show. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I beat you by three in our picks this year. We did pretty well, so that's a pretty good success rate. I mean, a barista won the uh, Super Challenge in Vegas this year, a Starbucks barista won. So it's it's a horrible gambling oh, Starbucks year. Starbucks is so good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, if you love froth. Um, all right, so burger bets. Um, mm. You won seven burgers. I need to work out, like, it, you know, how many was against me and, and what, what the stakes were. But ultimately, when I look at this board, your name is in... Fluoro green seven times, uh, so I think our differential is like I owe you right, again, five. Let, let's just talk about against between us. Yeah, How many right. were there? between One, two, us. Three, All right, four, let's five. let's let's do it. Okay, so you had you had Sam Bradford. I didn't win yeah, one. Just, that's just how many? How many were there? There was nine. Yeah, there was nine, and you won seven of them. So there's a, <laughs> and I won two. <laughs> and I feel so hard done by on the ones that I. And I, and I, that I lost on. I mean, the Elliot one was just flat out like, all right, I'm just going to bet you because who knows how a rookie goes so up and down. That was yep. just like a coin flip for me. And then I feel really bad on the one that I lost to you about Chris Hogan having the most receptions of any Pats wide receiver because he had the most touchdowns. I know, he did so pretty that, well. No. That is really how about How about this one from me? Tony Romo will start all 16 games this season. <laughs> 
that was flat out the best that, bet that, I could have made. That was before he got what injured in the preseason. What was that for? What it, was that just for? a cheeseburger, thankfully. Um, Marcus, <laughs> I feel hard done by by this. Marcus Smith won't have a single sack. He had like one and a half, please. And I, you Man. get a double beef and bacon from that. That's just ridiculous. Um, Man, I knew we'd play. More touchdowns, Kevin White versus Brashad Perryman. Kevin White played like two games and still only lost by like two touchdowns because Perryman did no- nothing all year, but you won that one. I had this one. This is the Gabbert one. Gabbert will have a higher QBR than Bradford. Oh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> you mean the most accurate quarterback of all time, yeah, Sam Bradford? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, you had Sam Bradford will start at least eight games, so you nailed that. Um, so that was like one of the only ones that... The person who said it actually won it, um, and then my, my Elliot won. But then, yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. We've got to do more <laughs> next McCowan year. Josh McCowan will take the first snap at quarterback for Cleveland. Yeah. God, you are so heavy on that hype train, weren't you? To be fair, RG3 has been woeful. Um, oh, he was disgusting. All right. At least he started. That's right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some others. RJ Ochoa on his Cowboys love. Des Bryant will lead all wide receivers in touchdowns this season. We took him up on that. We big macked it. Thank you. Um, so when hey, we go to Des, Des was so close, wasn't he? Yes. So when we go to Texas, eventually RJ Ochoa will buy some Whataburger, but I kind of owe him some for helping us out the last couple of weeks um, while we've been. We'll buy him heaps of In and Out fries because they're <laughs> delicious, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know if he knows because I don't know if RJ's been to LA. We'll have to ask him. Um, this one's I don't from. Know. I want Shake Shack. I want Shake Shack if we go. Um, this anyway. is from at Sing for the Day, your uh, your Cowboys troll. He uh, he said Josh Doxon will finish the year with more touchdowns than Jordan Reed. Obviously got injured, so that didn't help. So we cleaned up on that. Then we had a couple from Aussie Panther involving Cam Newton in the Carolina offense. We cleaned up on that. Um, this is after wow. after four. Wow. By the way, Carolina to have three players with he went close plus receiving yards. Ginn had seven fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Um, Benjamin and and Olsen, and then Ginn was on like seven fifty two. So it wasn't like a hundred and fifties a lot, but like oh, good job, Aussie pair. Yeah, not like, bad, bad. Not too bad. But uh, after four thoughts, so he got one from us in that Rob Gronkowski doesn't finish top in receptions yards. No, this is this is the one I wanted to debate. Yep, Gronkowski does not finish. Top three in receptions, yards, or touchdowns for tight ends. Yep. So just none of them. No, one. He had to finish in one of them because because if he played all sixteen seasons, he's he's going to be in top three in all of those categories. So if he played all sixteen, we would have won. But he got injured, so he won that one. But this one, he 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 backed. But he, he didn't finish top three in any of them. No, because he missed like eight games. No, I know he did, but yeah. still, the yeah. guy just flat out balls oh, yeah, tr- every time he's out there. We're so. true. I, I, I probably didn't check tight at touchdowns, but he, he might have. But um, we'll wait and see. But uh, the Lions. Man, I've got to go back. I've got to check this out. The Lions, this okay. is his one. The Lions will have one of the worst three records in the NFL, picking third overall. They're in the playoffs. Cleaned up on that one. Um, good job, buddy. This one was a good one because we had a heated debate with uh, Chad from the Redskins Capital Connection podcast. He just did not buy the Eagles' defense at all, all the hype in the offseason. He said Eagles' defense will finish bottom 10. Now, I went through nearly every category to see if there was anything that he might have been right on, like rushing, passing, DVOA, yards per game, points per game, efficiency, everything. They weren't in the bottom 10 in any of them, um, so we cleaned up on that one. Um, hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Come back to us, Chad. Um, <laughs> all right, some other ones because we're going to move on quickly. Here is uh, we had Lucurious. He 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 sent us four, and he went two from two. So he's probably our most successful um, guy. So he had Miami to make the playoffs as a wild card. We took him on that one. And he cleaned up. He had Carson Wentz makes the most starts of all Philly quarterbacks. Now he did that early on in the piece when the talk was he was going to be redshirted for the year. So. We took him out on that. Teddy Bridgewater happened, so time was on his advantage. Um, Then he had the Vikings will sweep their division. Um, We took him on that. And then he. Can I? I... Yep. Sorry, go. go. I was going to say, then he had his last one was the Chargers would win the AFC West. Now, you took him on that. I didn't because I actually believed the Chargers would win that division. So that's where you get an extra burger. Can I say my favorite one of all of them? Yep. Was by Tim C0212. That the Browns finish with more wins than the Ravens. <laughs> oh, that's the easiest cheeseburger we'll ever make. <laughs> wow, I'll 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 cut it in half for us. All right, you can have the pickle. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't want the. Wait, you don't like pickles? <laughs> I don't like pickles. Me neither. So that's why we could never date. The pickle theory just doesn't work. <laughs> no, it's not a pickle theory, isn't it? The olive theory. Yeah, but it applies to pickles. Does it live like Whatever. pickles? 
Yes. Yeah, and Ember <laughs> does. See, and Ember does. It just works, man. Propose. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, um, let's um, before we move on to our awards, I just want to bring up as well. We do a bold predictions episode every year with uh, with Scott Langford, and we talk some bold predictions. It might be worth reviewing them in full at a later date. But our Woot and Wywing players as well, like mostly when I went through, mostly greens here, all had stellar seasons. A couple of people had bad seasons, sort of. Ben Heaney, Tyler Eifert, TJ Green, Bashad Breeland, Jordan Matthews, an okay season. And Jeremy Langford as well, but like some some really good performances from from a lot of like unsung heroes like Terrell Pryor we, we nailed, Kenneth Dixon we nailed, Joey Bosa, Marcus Peters, Chris Hogan obviously killing it, Cameron Brait broke out, so you know we we did pretty well with our uh, Wooten Wiling players. Yeah, very happy. Very uh, happy. In terms of bold predictions, some of the ones I'm proud of. Now this one I am especially proud of. I said Marcus Peters will have six interceptions. He'll put him second all-time on the most interceptions through his first two seasons. He had exactly six interceptions, which uh, puts him second all-time. Um, I am proud of that one. Um, looking at yours here, um, <laughs> right, the, Can't the, even remember the Ryan brothers will tummy touch. That definitely happened. Well done. Uh, Revis you. getting torched. You nailed. Absolutely nailed. All season long. Uh, yes, and David Johnson having the most touchdowns. Not that bold, but he absolutely crapped it in, so well done on that. Uh, some some that you went close on was... Uh, where are we? No, Scott went close on a, on a few that were, yeah, a little bit interesting. Cameron Brake making the Pro Bowl, he went pretty close on. I feel like he could based on you know people pulling out he had Dak Mania running wild you also had Dak keeping the job as well so you guys uh, nailed that he also had Melvin Gordon breaking out um he also had Oakland in the playoffs so did you you didn't have that as a bold prediction you just had that in your normal predictions and Aaron Foster on IR by Thanksgiving another one that I that I got well was Marcus Golden leading the Arizona Cardinals in sacks which I got right as well so we we got some good Bold predictions out there, even though they're bold. Oh, well, there you go, people. It's worth listening to. I, th- I feel the year before was a load of sugar, but sugar and spice year. and everything nice. This so year. yeah, you got I'm six. Fine, yeah. You got six right. Scott got five. I got nine. Um, I just hit. Maybe them. you need to make him a bit bolder, though. I mean, your one was one of yours that you got right was Jeff Fisher gets fired. Like, well done. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All Nailed right. It. You mean after we got an extension? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> um, you know, so we'll wait and see. On uh, there was a few right. more. There's a few more that can still break for you. There's a couple like playoffs and title game I still stuff. I feel I'm so hard done by with Chris Hogan. Like I feel like just Chris yeah. Hogan having an awesome season I had should that, have been my bold prediction. Yeah, I had that in yellow because like he didn't have the most right. Receptions, but he had touchdowns. Like if we change the touchdowns, you're fine. You also had the Raiders go an AFC title game. I feel like if Derek Carr's healthy, like that would have been a good chance. Like that's that's good. So like some of them are a wait and see job, um, especially with some Pro Bowl ones as well, because people will pull out and whether they are third or fourth, you don't really know where they are on on the yeah. list yet. So you know, being a third in line for a Pro Bowl is still pretty damn close as a bowl prediction because we're not going to say, oh, Aaron Donald makes the Pro Bowl. Like Cameron Brake making the Pro Bowl is pretty pretty bold considering where he was at the start of the season. So not too bad. All right, let's um, let's talk some awards, Josh, to wrap up the show. Um, surprisingly, a lot of content was still under the hour mark. Who's your MVP of the league? MVP of the league. Um, who I think will win it, who I think should win it. What, what are we going with? Give me both. All right, who I think should win it. I would give it to Rogers, then Brady, then Matt Ryan. And then I think... In voting, will go completely opposite way. Okay, so if you were if you were an MVP voter, you're voting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, fair enough. I I can see the merit, but he just there was a month there where he just wasn't very great in terms of Rod, think... Rodgers standards. I, I, that's that's harsh to judge him against his own standard. That's a bit unfair. I know, but it's like the worst team he's ever had. It's just like it's just crap and then he single-handedly dug him out of the hole they were in to bring him to the playoffs and they needed a super duper run and he mm. played like a flat out baller and we were talking about last last season that if Russell Wilson's run that he had was just a little bit um, like if it started just one or two games earlier that he possibly could have been the MVP True. but 
And, like, Rogers had that length this season. So, man, I feel like he deserves it. When it comes to Brady, Brady's just, mate, the guy had it's the best interception to touchdown ratio in history, isn't it? It, it is, but when you consider that he beat a record of that, that person who held that record was Nick Foles. So, like, it's not really Brilliant. that, like, impressive. No, but see, that's it's always those players. It's always a freak player that holds the record. It's like, like a... It's, yeah. it's just, I, I feel like people overestimate the touchdown. It's, it's impressive, but like, there's more to quarterbacking than not throwing picks. Like, you gotta, like, that's not the only merit. Whereas Matt Ryan has just been killer. Like, when you look at the top ten, like, I think it was Scott Kazmar tweeted from Football Outsiders, like the top ten quarterbacking seasons all time. Matt Ryan's season this year is is overlooked because he doesn't play for a flashy team. In in all these categories, he's like tenth. Like, it's the tenth best. Season by a quarterback, like when you look at the numbers, the deeper numbers, I, I just think he's been. But like deeper numbers or, in regards to what? Like yards per attempt and and efficiencies. But that part, means crap. But he, no, it doesn't. It, he's attacking the field at. Uh, he's completing hard, like harder throws, deeper passes, and he's like you know what, though, slicing and dicing defenses. So like, that's the thing. So players that don't need to do that are then overlooked. So like Brady, who you know, knows when to hand the ball off or something like that, he's overlooked because he doesn't need to throw it because his team's up. So Matt Ryan has an advantage of having to throw the ball deep when his team's down. And yeah, but, so he's, many games, but his like, team's they, been they, up they, a lot too, to though. Philly. Huh? But his team's been up as well. Like, he sat out, like, fourth quarters and stuff, and he's still got... Like, his passer rating is the exact same as what Tom Brady had in 2007 when Brady won the MVP award. I'm not saying that Matt Ryan didn't have a great year. I'm just yeah. saying that it's being brandished about like that. He, man, I just think I just I don't know. I, don't, I feel I don't like if it. if Matt Ryan played for like one of the big eight teams, then I think he would absolutely walk it in. I'm still concerned that people are going to vote for Rogers, which is fine. Rogers is my number two. I think I think the three quarterbacks are the front runners, and then Zeke. I think him getting rested in week 17 and and not as used as much in week 16 sort of. Hurt like if he broke Eric Dickerson's record, then he might have had a chance. But he's, I just think I think that was like I don't I just I feel like it's kind of going to have a negative effect on him. I just I don't I don't like what the, how they did that. Mm, it is interesting. We'll wait and see how it, how it plays out. But it was good to see Romo come back and actually do something. I know. Yep. It'll be interesting to see yep. him in the off season. All right, who's your um offensive player of the year? Let's let's keep it separate to the quarterback. I know it general uh, the MVP. I know it generally goes to. The offensive player of the year. I like David Johnson. I feel like he's not quite the MVP, but when you look at what he achieved on a bad team and behind some pretty bad offensive line too, I feel like he's your offensive player of the year. Yeah, no. I mean, it's either him or Zeke for me. It just, I, I feel like Zeke just single-handedly, single-handedly carried the Cowboys some games. I mean, the, the game against the Steelers where he, he yeah. broke off that touchdown to win the game with like 14 seconds left was just... That was all him, so... Yes, and, well, and, and the gigantic line, hole. And the <laughs> I know. But I still, get what you like, mean. But the touchdown before that was more impressive. Yeah. Of course, but yeah. it was just... Yeah, perfect. Real. Uh, all right, who's your defensive player of the year? This is a tough one. Man, this is this wide is open. Like, Von Miller at I'm halfway sure. point looked like the absolute favorite, but he's kind of quiet like down. Shoo-in. And then Khalil Mack sort of crept in, but then, like, there's all sorts of other players that are just hanging about. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about Aaron Donald as well, and then he fell off, and... I don't yeah. know. I think I'd go Mac. I think I do like Mac. Yeah, I think that'll confirm our. Uh, that's who we had as our uh, bet. We've we've got money on Khalil Mac, so I'm I'm hoping you're right. I like Landon Collins. I feel like he's had a really really good season. Um, when you look at the numbers and and what he's achieved in sort of pass defense and and run defense, he's been really fun to watch. And and I like a, a safety that can do it all. Um, you know, it's good to see some elite safety play and some some highlights. I know L. Thomas is probably. You know, L. Thomas and Seattle fans, or even some Harrison Smith fans, are probably saying, "Hey, we've been doing it, doing it good for years." But I just, I don't know. Landon Collins seems to be around the ball and, and making plays every week. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think the addition of Jenkins helped him quite significantly. Yeah, massive. It's uh, it's revamped that whole secondary. Just that's putting in there makes their safety jobs easier. Offensive rookie of the year, I think it's safe to say it's it's Zeke, but if you if you want an alternative it's it's obviously Dak Prescott. Yeah, but that's no Zeke. Zeke, 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 Zeke. Defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie. De- um, defensive, yep. Defensive. A couple of weeks ago we were just saying it's a shoe in for Bosa and then he kinda went missing a little bit, but yep. still there wasn't 
and anyone else enough significant no. to sway me. No, I, I'm I'm going with Bose as well, but Jalen Ramsey's had a pretty good season when it's tough to be a defensive back as a rookie yeah. in the NFL, and, and, and Dion Jones has been crazy. That was another bold prediction I got right. I said he'd lead all rookies in tackles, and he's been... He's had a couple of pick sixes and things as well, so he's been he's been really good. But Bosa's had ten and a half sacks. That's that's crazy, um, considering he missed the first month. So uh, he he's definitely my pick, coach of the year. I know you've been a bit a bit of a believer in Caldwell. Are you still sticking with that? Which would be crazy, no. Jim Caldwell, coach no. of the year. No, I'm going Garrett. I reckon Jason Garrett deserves it. Yep, I, I like Adam Gase. I, I like Adam Gase. He got Dolphins to the playoffs when they were in trouble early. He benched players and, and made a point and, and changed the changed the culture, slowly changing that Miami culture. I feel like that's been impressive. But when, also when you look at it, the Patriots have the best record despite missing their Hall of Fame quarterback for a month, and they have the best record in the NFL, Bill Belichick. That might be enough for him to win it because he, he's set to a higher standard, which is unfair because really he should just be coach of the year every single year. But I think, I think yeah, Garrett, Belichick are up there. Gase and Del Rio are some Smokies for the award. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm cool. And last award, comeback player of the year. Uh, this is hard. This is hard because Open I race. like. Yeah, it is. I like Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had a crap year last year, and then like mm. just completely turned it on. He was like one of the light, like the lone shining lights for uh, San Diego season. And then after, I feel a little bit sorry for what happened with Demarco Murray at Philly to then. You know, people were saying, like, no, he's done. And then he goes over there. And there's a there's a rookie running back who we thought it was just going to be a two-headed monster. And then Murray's like, no, it's my job. I'm still the vet. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then he just – hey, yeah. he made it his. He did. He doesn't want the award, he said. He doesn't want it. So He doesn't? No, he said he doesn't want it. I think Jordy Ooh. Nelson, 14 touchdowns, coming back from knee injury at his age as well. And part of the Rodgers rejuvenation was Jordy Nelson – got a li- that, that little bit extra healthy. I feel like there's a difference, especially at wide receiver, when you're playing at 90% to, to like 100%. It makes the world of difference, and we saw that when he hit that 100%, he was able to, to go full speed. Jimmy Graham's another one. Uh, I feel like quarterbacks get pushed up, so Andrew Luck might get pushed up. I don't think Andrew Luck should win it, but I feel like his name will be thrown into it, and it won't surprise me. These the quarterbacks always seem to end up getting all these awards. Show some love to some other positions. <laughs> Come yeah, on. at least at least this season it's not. Um, this guy had cancer. Or this guy had an ACL torn last season. I mean, I mean Nelson. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. But sorry. it's not like. But at least yeah. it, it's it's not like. Oh, he may never play again. Let's see if he can do it, and then he yeah. kills it. It's like these Four players. Neck surgeries. <laughs> we expected them to still play well. I still, I think we. I mean, we drafted Nelson in fantasy like he was going to play well. So, yep. I don't know. It's, it's finally good to see players just coming back from a down year. Yeah, and it's uh, look overall the league this season's pretty down year in terms of play. Like, it, there's no like elite teams. Maybe there's like two or three really good teams, and there's been some really mediocre games and some really you know, especially for the first half of the season. The last half of the season's been a, a lot, a lot better. But this. All the these awards races, apart from sort of the Zeke Rookie of the Year, but all these other awards are fairly wide open, and there's been a lot of debate and a lot of fun the last month trying to work out who's going to win these awards and looking at the battles and even that MVP one. Like we could do a whole half an hour just debating that between you and I on 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 that MVP, which has added some speculation and, and made the season a lot funner down the back end. Even though like the difference between the 20th best team in the NFL and the eighth best team in the NFL is is minute. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You can you can swap multiple teams from the playoffs to, you know, like just swapping the Titans with someone. Oh, like, oh yeah. I know I'm a I'm a homer here, but swapping Philly with someone oh. now that Lane Johnson's back is completely. different. I mean, if so. you, if 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 Oakland or Houston went into Cleveland this week with what they've got at quarterback into Cleveland, the line would only be like four and a half. Like they're in a, they're meeting in a playoff game. We'll get to this tomorrow's pod, but like that's how bad it is. Like this, you would be almost tempted to take Cleveland or with how the points. Good it is. <laughs> True. Like even the Bears. Like yeah. I would take the Bears, the Matt Barkley Bears, to beat these this Texans team and this Raiders team with Connor Cook. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll preview the wild card uh, games uh, on Saturday morning for you. 
think that wraps up the show, man. It's been a good season, a, a successful season for us and the podcast. So we branched out. Uh, we got the Lunar Bowl coming up, and uh, we did the ESPN piece for the college football season opener, and and we'd, we've been doing some other things as well. So it's it's been a busy, busy season, but it's been a, it's been a good one. So busy. Yeah. So busy. I'm looking People forward don't to... realize yeah. how busy we are as human beings. I know everyone's busy and everyone says they're busy, but no, we're busier. Yeah. Like we were supposed to record on Tuesday. We're doing it on Thursday because we just like our schedules have just not like meshed well. We've had all different things going on and things outside <laughs> work life and whatnot. It's just been uh, absolute chaos. But uh, first start, first uh, show the under wraps and, uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at the Wooten Wire Show. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Woot etc. You can follow me at JYNFL. Please buy tickets for the Lunar Bowl, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, Radio Hub, TuneIn Radio, and please give us a like on Facebook, the Wooten Wire Show. We're pretty much across all social media platforms except LinkedIn. Happy New Year!